Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Tara A. Clancy about utilizing sleep performance innovations to solve workplace problems. Tara Clancy, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you so much, John. I'm excited to be here today. It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Connecticut. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about sleep. We're going to be talking about sleep performance and how we can utilize sleep performance innovations to solve workplace problems and to be more effective in the workplace. Uh, I, I think any adult probably can resonate with the the sleepless nights and being up in the middle of the night and having stuff running through your head from work and and just all of that that piles on it makes it really hard when you don't get rest when you can't decompress and when you can't reset to then go back to work with all the stressors and um all of that it just makes it hard and and ultimately people burn out so sleep is really really important we're going to unpack that and and dive into that today as we get started i wanted to share tara's bio with everybody tara a clancy is a high-performance sleep strategist and the author of Up Your Z's, Level Up Performance and Profits with Cutting-Edge Sleep Innovations, to be released this spring. Tara works with organizations who want innovative solutions that supercharge employee engagement to amplify performance, positive culture, and profits. Her mission is to get people to stop thinking about sleep and start thinking about sleep performance. She knows firsthand that all sleep is not created equal, but when we increase sleep performance, we power ourselves to be our best at work and at home. And that's how we build a better world. And I could go on and on, lots of awards, lots of accomplishments, um, but I'm going to hand it over to you. Anything else you would like to highlight or share with me or my audience before we dive on into the conversation? Yeah, well, um, I would. first thing I would say is as we go through, we'll see that at, just as you mentioned, you know, laying there at night, not being able to fall asleep or not being able to stay asleep, those are absolute sleep performance problems. But 
there's also the person who does fall asleep and sleeps through the night and wakes up feeling great, that that person too can have a sleep performance problem. And I know because I was that person and it took me decades to find out. And when I did, and when I corrected the problem, it was transformational. And so that's really what I want to bring today when we talk about sleep performance, this real, this new, new view on, on looking at sleep and sleep performance. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, let's, let's start there. Um, How do you like your idea around sleep performance? Why is that an important adjustment to the way we think about sleep? Yeah, well, because we we think about sleep as something that you do. And if, if sleep is working fine for you and, and your days are great, you don't think about sleep. But if you are one of the people that has, say, insomnia and you spend your day saying, okay, I, I, you know, I got to make sure I do, um, you know, space my caffeine accordingly and stop drinking by this point. I've got to make sure I stop my screen at this point so that I have a chance of getting a good night of sleep. If you're at that point of um, sleep, kind of thoughts about sleep taking over your day to that degree, you really are um, in need of, of some sleep performance help. Um, but then the twist on it is, like I said, for myself, I didn't have any of that preoccupation with sleep during the day or anything, because I would fall asleep at 10 o'clock at night with ease, you know, right out as I, as you should, like 15 to 20 minutes right out. I'd sleep through the night and I would wake up in the morning at six, feeling like a million bucks. And as I went through the day, I had all these little challenges that would pop up. And over the years, they accrued. So I had chronic sinus infections. I had some gut trouble. I had some skin problem. I also had a kind of short fuse with some people, right? So I never connected the dots on any of those things. I never thought to look at sleep because by all measures, uh, it was it was fine. How could I have a sleep problem. So I didn't have a sleep problem. I had a sleep performance problem. I was sleeping, but what was supposed to happen wasn't. And therefore my body was not running as it should be. I I compare it to a cell phone. You know how we take our cell phones and we put them on the charger overnight so that we have a full battery the next day. And we can, we can access all the tremendous capacity in that phone when we have a full battery. But what happens when you forget to plug that phone in? The next day, before you know it, that phone is in low power mode. The capacity is there, but you can't access it. And you're running around looking for a charger, or trying to find your, your battery pack and all these things. And that is really what happens when certainly if you know you have a sleep performance problem like insomnia, but also if you have a more hidden sleep performance problem like I did. And then there are real ramifications for that for your health. Like I mentioned, all those things I was dealing with. And then also your work. You know, I had what they used to call some relational challenges that were the bane of my existence. I had to work so hard to always get over these things, not realizing that 
they were really, they weren't things that were happening during the day uh, as, you know, they weren't, that wasn't the cause. It was something that wasn't happening at night, right? I wasn't getting this battery fully, fully charged. And so therefore I just didn't have what I refer to as the emotional bandwidth, you know, during the day. So that's really, you know, uh, my, um, my angle on sleep performance, you know, and again, it comes out of personal experience. Yeah. And I've had similar experience as well. And it's very easy to see how it impacts your day, your communication, your interactions with other people. Um, and it's just, like you said, the emotional and just the, the, the bandwidth generally to just deal with stuff is way lower. <laughs> You're just not firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, I mean, even, let's think of it this way. Even somebody who does have, um, you know, high, who does get high performance sleep, Typically, what happens when you go to bed with a head cold? There's, we've all had that experience of getting poor performance sleep because of a head cold. And then what's the next day like? You're, if, we, if we go back to the cell phone analogy, you are getting hit in the three primary apps that we have. We, we, one app is around physical stamina. Do you have the energy to get up and start doing what you need to? The energy to go for that walk or that run to kind of keep you moving. So, you know, you may have, you may feel in the physical stamina area. Or you may feel it in the mental focus area that, you know, you go in and you're looking at that same report and you can't make heads or tails of it, you know, and just you can't focus. You're trying to have a phone conversation if people still do that anymore. (laughs) And you just can't you can't get anywhere with it. Or, as we said, in the emotional bandwidth area where, you know, you're just like, you know what, I just don't have the bandwidth for this right now. I just can't handle one more thing. Um, You know, so we've all had that experience because of the head cold, but then there are some people that have it all the time. And people with insomnia, for example, they're the lucky ones because they know they didn't sleep and therefore they know why they're having that trouble that day, you know, during the day. But people who have this hidden sleep performance problem, they start to tell themselves things, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just a, you know, a caffeine addict. I just need caffeine or, you know, I, I'm just a napper. I take a nap every day. That was my thing. I was a power napper. You know, I'm, I'm the queen of napping, you know, I just believe that about myself. But then as the challenges build up, you start to tell yourself other things of like, you know, I just, maybe I, I just don't have the the, the focus for this. Maybe I just, I'm, I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I can't do it. Or, you know, maybe I'm just lazy. Maybe I'm not smart enough. And all these things come on to, um, we, we take them on as these limiting beliefs, really. But if we instead can start to say, well, wait a second, let me see if maybe there's some sort of sleep performance problem where I am not getting my battery fully charged at night maybe that's what's causing this lower performance during the day than I would otherwise expect, you know? And then once we start to open our eyes to that, then that's where we start to be able to step forward and, um, you know, move to a better place, get some solutions and, you know, help people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you mentioned, you've mentioned insomnia um, and and there's other just sleep habits um, that can cause the same outcomes that we're talking about, right? If I'm just perpetually getting to bed late, uh, spending a lot of screen time on my phone right before bed, uh, you know, there's these types of things that can decrease 
the amount of good sleep that we get. Um, yeah. you know, generally speaking, we want to try to give ourselves seven to eight hours window a day. We want to try to limit our screen time before going to bed, going to bed a little bit earlier is usually a little bit better than going to bed later um, in terms of just our rhythms and everything. And so some of those types of things, even if we're sleeping pretty well, but we're just not giving ourselves enough sleep, enough time, uh, or we're, we're uh, delaying the amount of good sleep we can get because of some of these other behaviors. You know, those are some things we, we all have control over uh, that we can change and make adjustments and it can have an immediate impact. Absolutely. So those are what I refer to as sleep performance fundamentals, right? Making sure, like you said, um, the vast majority of people need between seven and a half and eight and a half hours of sleep. So as soon as you are going to bed at midnight and you know your clock is going up, going to go off at six, right there, you're creating a challenge for yourself because you're just not allowing yourself to get the quantity of of hours that you need, right? Um, If you are sitting there on the screen and boy, with screen addiction now, it is it's hard to put that away. I, I have a, a rule that I turn it off at a certain time. I put it in a little uh, bag that will prevent any signals coming or anything. And I leave it outside of the bedroom because um, I, I actually was interviewing a CEO for my my book, which is called Up Yours. It's a little bit of, of a play on word, right? You know, up your Z's, right? Up yours. Uh, and he said, I like to keep my phone next to the bed because when I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't fall back asleep, at least I can, you know, use the phone and prevent myself from getting frustrated, you know, laying there. And so we talked about why that was, you know, maybe a good short-term solution, but really problematic in the long-term, you know? Um, So, you know, so that is really important. Even people using uh, their phones for their alarms, that means you have that phone there. There's a whole electro electromagnetic frequency thing to think about where the research is really coming in big now about how it's not good. But more than that, it's just that compulsion. If it's right there and within reach, it's so easy to just say, well, I'm awake. I might as well look at it, you know? Um, so it's so much better to just get it out of the room, take that break and, you know, excuse me, leave it behind. I I recommend to people to, there there are other things too around food and beverages. So I always tell people, uh, and I talk about this in my, my sleep performance program. I say, you know, get it, make your habit to go to bed empty. That sounds horrible, right? Empty. Who wants to be empty? But this is what it means Um, to go to bed empty three hours before you're ready to turn off your light. Make sure you've finished your last meal because you want to go to bed with an empty stomach. If not, if you have food in your stomach, your um, your energy gets devoted to digestion first. And then your brain will go to doing the work of repairing and recharging itself. So you end up cutting yourself short. So three hours before, go to bed empty. uh, Go to bed with an empty stomach, finish your meal. Two hours before, go to bed empty in terms of, uh, let yourself go to bed empty in terms of um, letting your bladder be empty. So two hours before, finish your last beverage. And it really would be ideal to be water. So you're hydrated. And then one hour before you're ready to turn off the light, write down everything that you haven't done and that you, you know, is on your mind. A lot of my clients end up using just a literal pad and pen because it's a concrete kind of release. Do that, get everything off your mind, and then start your 
your your bedtime ritual, your evening thing that really gets you into that relaxed state. And when you do that, when you go to bed empty using that three, two, one process, that gets rid of a lot of the um, the fundamental challenges that interfere with sleep performance. And so if people do that, and they're still finding, <clears throat> pardon me, they're still finding they're waking up tired, they're still finding they need to have that mid afternoon uh, caffeine, you know, or making that or making a cup of um, espresso with caffeinated water or something like that, you know, or if they're relying on that run that they have to get the adrenaline flowing just to keep going, then they need to say to themselves, wait a second, you know, let me let me look at my sleep performance, because if my sleep is doing what it should be able should be doing, then I should have a fully charged battery all day. And if not, if it's lapsing at all, then that really means that um, your battery is not charged. And that's a factor of sleep performance. And I wonder to come back to the cell phone analogy, um, you know, there's different, sometimes you forget to plug in your phone, right? But sometimes your phone is plugged in, uh, but the battery is degraded um, or there's apps running in the background that are still um, causing some problems. And it seems like those are apt, you know, kind of analogies or metaphors for that stuff that's going on within ourselves. So even though we get to bed, we give ourselves that seven to eight hours, even if we do that three to one approach that you described, um, it, it seems to me that uh, many of us find ourselves caught in in other habits that can also kind of degrade our battery, so to speak. So that like you said, seven to eight hours, that's, that's my goal. That, that's what I hope for. And, you know, some people seem to be able to function at a high level with less sleep. And it, it always kind of bugs me. You know, when I see those people, they're like four to five hour sleep people, and they seem to just be high caliber, you know, on running all cylinders types of people. I don't think that's very common though. I think the vast majority of people need a good amount of sleep. I try to give myself that amount of sleep. Um, and I, and I try to do those fundamentals. I think I do them pretty well. Um, but, but there's still just times, uh, where I just feel like my battery's not recharging. Perhaps mm -hmm. it's due to an illness, a head cold, like you said, as an example, or other issues. A lot of times there's still just like this pent up anxiety, um, or stress from the workplace. Um, mm -hmm. I love your idea of like writing down the stuff that's on your mind to try to get that out of your head. Yeah, um, yeah. but then you, you still wake up, you know, in the right. middle of the night. Well, with, let's, let's, with the high pressure stuff going on running yeah. through your mind. Yeah. So I'm so glad you brought that up because as I mentioned, those things and using the, the going to bed empty um, idea with the three, two, one, those are all sleep performance fundamentals, right? The basics that you need to cover to have the opportunity to have the chance to even get that high performance sleep. And if you do those and you're still not getting it, then you need to look at sleep performance innovations, because that means there's something that's happening um, as you're sleeping, the, psych, the stages that you should go through are not going as they should be. And therefore, you're ending up without the benefit. You're not getting the benefit of, of the time that you spent there. Um, that was my case. You know, I never even had to think about any of those fundamentals because I, I just naturally did them and I just never had any challenge. Uh, and I, like I said, I woke up feeling great. 
my problem <clears throat> was in a different area. And that's really what I'm encouraging people to think about. Basically, this is what I, what I say to people. Um, if you want to get an idea of what your sleep performance is like, don't think about the nighttime. If you're waking up, you know you have a sleep performance problem, right? If, you, if you're waking up in the middle of the night, you have a sleep performance problem, especially if you wake up to go to the bathroom. That's a definitive sign that you, you need to look at sleep performance innovations. If you're waking up tired or if you're you know running out of energy during the day, all of those are signs that you, if you're getting enough sleep, right? We already covered that. If you're getting enough sleep and you're still dealing with that, then you need to look at sleep performance innovations because that is where you will find your answer. And I always say, you can see behind me here, the XYZ formula. So if you want to know what your uh, sleep performance level is, you know, how, how, how you're doing, then look at your daytime performance. Because as we said before, you should have the physical stamina, the mental focus, and the emotional bandwidth to get through your day at work and at home so that you have what you want in your life to, you know, you should feel, you should feel good. And if you're coming up short in any of those areas, then your sleep performance is the smoking gun. And that's what that means. If you have problem X during the day, no matter what it is, ask why. Don't just accept it. Don't just go, oh, I'm a napper. Oh, I'm just an irritable person. Or, you know, don't explain it away, right? You ask why and make your Zs, your sleep, your primary suspect. Because once you do that, it opens up avenues to you that you just didn't know existed. Because that really is the biggest roadblock for people being able to get high performance sleep. It's this idea that we've accepted that we should feel tired. We've accepted that, you know, working full time and having a family should leave you feeling worn out. I did the same thing myself. You know, I, I had, uh, I had two young kids and I had, gone through a divorce. So I was working full time. And so there I was exhausted. And I was like, well, of course, I'm going to be exhausted. I'm running all the time. I'm doing all this. I even took up rock climbing just to get the adrenaline because I just didn't feel like I could make it. But then once I found out about sleep performance and really looked at it and, and realized it wasn't a factor of my daytime, it was a factor of my nighttime. And I was able to correct it like everything transformed, you know, and I'm not the, I'm not the irritable person that I yeah. had, had accepted that I was. I'm actually a nice person. I was just running out. My, my emotional bandwidth was running out on me all the time. And I just didn't realize that. And I could never match up, you know, this, this, how could I be a nice person sometimes? And it's so short tempered at others. I just, I accepted. I just, it was like a flaw, but it really wasn't. It was, it was more of a sleep performance flaw. You know, yeah, and yeah. so once I was able to correct that and experience who I am when I have a full battery throughout the day, you know, it was it was a game changer. Well, I love that. I love that. You know, if we're thinking about how to maximize our potential as individuals, as team members, you know, as contributors in our organization, um, you know, what better way to maximize our potential than to start with those kinds of fundamentals so that yeah. we give ourselves a chance, right? Yeah. So that we're not immediately cutting ourselves off at the knees, yes. making it and almost impossible. Exactly. And then, and the corollary to that is, you know, since we're so team-based now at work and everything, when you encounter a team member who, you know, is just not a good fit for you, shall we say, 
you can give them the benefit of the doubt too and say, you know something, maybe they're dealing with a sleep performance problem or, you know, a manager who's intolerable. They are not made during the day. They're very often made at night, you know, because when, when you, in, in my experience, the high driving people, like I was a high driving, I still am, but I was a high driving person. So I, I had, you know, the physical energy and the mental focus, but it was the emotional bandwidth piece it was like, let me do what I need to do and don't get in my way kind of feeling because I didn't have that I didn't have that, that energy. I didn't have the, the power to allocate to the emotional piece, you know? And that I see very often in, in executives or, you know, uh, uh, high-level management, you know, uh, upper management and stuff. That is often where that, that, um, that power, that low power thing comes out in that emotional bandwidth. And so I, I actually have a, a talk that I do for groups you know, for organizations to explain that dynamic and to help people discover really what their uh, sleep performance profile is. And then, of course, I have the program, the program that helps you improve the sleep performance innovations. But there's that whole discovery piece at first to really look and say, wow, I just accepted that that's how I ran. And then all of a sudden it's like, geez, that, that's not, it really is more related to my sleep and particularly my sleep performance. Yeah. Yeah. And just to reiterate before we wrap things up all, you know, this impacts all aspects of our lives, but if we're looking at as leaders, if we're looking at trying to resolve some of the most pressing and challenging workplace problems, you know, thinking about performance of our people, uh, team performance, uh, issues around quiet quitting, around the great resignation, uh, burnout, mental health and physical health in the workplace that has, you know, outcomes for not only absenteeism, but then, you know, performance and, and even healthcare costs associated, you know, exactly. costs related to the organization, the stress, the anxiety, all these things. So from a business case alone, it makes sense for us to, to recognize the importance of sleep for our people. Um, yeah. Of course, there's the human case of it too. Like we just want our people to be well, uh, to, to be healthy and well and and have right. the, the chance to be their best selves. Um, but either way you look at it, it's, it's in our best interests. Uh, and one of the things, the simple things I think leaders can do uh, is, is just recognize some boundaries, some basic boundaries and give their people a chance to unplug. So like you said, some people don't feel like they can put their phone away because they feel like they're on call 24 seven. And if their boss texts them at 10 at night, they have to be able to respond. Um, if, if, if you're doing that with your team, you are part of the problem. Uh, and, and that is an easy, it's not going to fix everything, but if you stop doing that, and if you make it clear that people have their, their own boundaries, that you want them to go home, to recharge, to get a good night's sleep, uh, even provide some resources to help them learn how to do it better. Um, it, it'll make a big, big difference. Absolutely. And, and, and really, if you think about um, during the pandemic, we saw a 20% increase in sleep medication use. And what else have we seen go through the roof during uh, in this, you know, during the pandemic and in this post pandemic time, the, the burnout, the anxiety and the stress it goes hand in hand. Right. And so that takes care of the people that know that they are having a sleep you know, performance problem. But again, there's this whole other sector that has this hidden sleep performance problem. And John, the, the, st the statistics are, are staggering. One in two men is dealing with a hidden sleep performance problem. 
So if people are listening in their offices right now, you know, or like, look around you. Is it, if, if you're a male, is it you? Or is it the guy sitting across from you that has this sleep performance problem? So it's really, really essential. And, and again, that goes back to the XYZ formula. Don't just accept any, anything that is not, uh, anything that's coming up short during the daytime. Don't just accept it. You know, to think that yeah. it may really be this sleep performance problem. And in terms of workplace, you're absolutely right. It starts at that executive level. And, and that's what we always do. We, we start with the, the C-suite and we say, you know, we, we show them the difference that it makes when you get to high performance sleep, right? We go through the sleep performance fundamentals, and then we go through the sleep performance innovations for people who need that. They themselves experience the difference in the physical stamina, the uh, mental focus and the emotional bandwidth. And so then they're saying, well, how do I do this for my people? Because they want, they want the same person, the same level showing up every day at work, because that's where you get your, your performance and your, your, you know, profits go up there when your people are, are showing up able to do what they can do. It's better for you. And then when they can finish their day and still have something left over to go home to their families, they come in the next day, even happier there. That's where you build loyal employees, you know, so your retention goes up, you you know, you have that um, leadership succession pipeline flowing, then it really makes sense. And now, you know, the, I think the one positive of the pandemic is that we've realized we really do need to focus on health and wellness, uh, you know, make that part of our focus if we want employees who stay with us and, and perform for us. And so sleep is the key to uh, really helping that, you know, just um, come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, Tara. It has been a pleasure. I know at the time I need to let you go, but before we wrap things up, I just wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Yeah, it's um, uh, you can find me at hypersleep.com. It's like high performance, H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. And um, final word is to just remember, you know, all sleep is not created equal. Make sure you're getting enough. And if you're still not getting the performance that you think you should have during the day, then use the XYZ formula and make sleep your uh, primary suspect. And we can, we can walk you through the whole thing of assessment and addressing uh, the problem. Wonderful. Thank you, Tara. Again, it's been a pleasure. I encourage my audience to reach out and get connected. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. you enjoy the human capital innovations podcast enjoy ad-free listening by going to the patreon page and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level and please leave a review thank you for your support thanks again for joining us for this episode of the human capital innovations podcast I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.